The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Did you have a good time? Yeah. Talking about penises. And- <laughs> this is the TRT Community Podcast, where we discuss all things testosterone. I'm Brandon, founder of the TRT Community and host of All Things Testosterone. The TRT Community is a Facebook group of patients helping patients navigate the struggles associated with testosterone replacement therapy. We have educational resources at TestosteronePodcast.com, including TRT-related clinical studies and a doctor search tool. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. What's up? What's up? I was listening to another episode of Huberman. Yeah. it's This one's a kind of a hard one to listen to it's there's a lot of like medical terms and the guy that he's talking to is not very interesting or like has he doesn't have a lot of inflection or whatever it's just kind of hard this one's a hard one to listen to but yeah it's really good uh talking about hormones and they go from talking about babies pretty much like uh they say there's two uh like episodes of puberty whenever you're first born yeah, is a lot of hormones are being pushed and produced by the body. So babies have puberty. They have the little acne on their face and uh-huh. all that stuff, which was crazy. Yeah. Like it makes sense. I didn't think about it. Um, and then whenever you're a teenager and they go through this whole cycle and like, what are the best things to, be doing for young kids so that they enter into puberty well and then um things to do while they're in puberty um that whole thing about lifting weights for young kids and stuff like kids shouldn't lift the weights or they won't grow yeah um basically he said that's a myth um and that kids shouldn't dirty bulk dirty bulking i saw this like just a little clip of it yeah yeah dirty bulking is the the worst thing that young kids in puberty or even prepubescent. And then he defined what dirty bulking is. And yeah. 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 Do you remember why he said specifically, uh, something to do with the fats. Yeah. With Um, carrying that. Yeah. 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 Being, being overweight, um, carrying the extra fat Mm. and yeah. Um, but that actually lifting weights is good. Uh, Yeah. It will, I guess kind of help them, enter into puberty and go through puberty. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I didn't play football as a preteen or teenager, but uh, I played soccer. So we didn't, we didn't have a school team until high school. And at that point we lifted very, like the one time I can vividly remember lifting was my freshman year. And it was for a fundraiser. It was like, how many times can you bench one thirty five? get people to pledge a certain amount of, you know, dollar. Oh, yeah. And like, we didn't really lift weights but the football players now starting in seventh grade, they're lifting. Yeah. And I don't know if you did, if that was common for football players when you were a kid. Yeah. 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 So I didn't, I didn't do it, but they started them. I mean, Vince started lifting when he was 11 or 12. Yeah. And I remember even the coaches were saying like, don't, don't lift too heavy. Don't like, we're not trying to go crazy here or whatever. Yeah. 
but we didn't listen. Like, <laughs> we, it was funny because the strongest kid on our team, and this was in eighth grade when I started going to public school, but the strongest kid on our team was like the shortest, smallest kid. And he was stronger than everybody on the team. Yeah. Um, and we were like, that's why you're so short. You, you've been lifting weights since you were a baby or whatever. Yeah. Do you see that article about that 12-year-old boy, I think, in Fort Worth, somewhere near Fort Worth, that's the size of a man? He's got a mustache. Uh-uh. He's a peewee football champion. He takes like six or seven uh, of the other team to tackle him. Dang, no. Plays three or four different positions on his team, and everybody's wow. touting him, you know, the best football player, 12-year-old, whatever. I mean, he's he's your size. Yeah, that's crazy. So I just thought, like, is he that good at football, or do people just need to catch up with their strength and size, yeah, and then yeah. is he going to be... Yeah, he's killing it right now. I've read a lot of articles. Not a lot. I've read a few articles about that type of stuff, like the the psychological, um, like the negativity in all of that. They yeah. they grow up thinking that they're going to go to the NFL. Yeah. Or they're going to do this big things, but then everybody else catches up, mm-hmm. and then it's like they're just average. He stays five ten for the rest of his life, and yeah, yeah, gets yeah. killed. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's rough. Hey, do you remember the name of that guy that Huberman's talking to? No, I could look it up. Yeah, look it up. I'd be interested to go listen to the rest of it because I did, I think I saw it on TikTok and I liked it. Yeah, it's a pretty recent episode. Dr. Kyle Gillette. Kyle Gillette, all right. Yeah. The tools for hormone optimization in males. It's hard for me to listen to Huberman and a lot of those types, unless he's on like Joe Rogan, because Joe yeah. Rogan's an idiot. <laughs> Guys like Huberman just, they talk over my head and it's, it's not so much even, I guess, over my head as it is. It's just, I get so bored, you know, Yeah. but watching this one, I, I was watching the video and it was a little bit more interesting to actually see their faces. Yeah. I listen to it now. I started putting a, a headphone in while I work. Yeah. And so I'm able to listen even in the background. Yeah. I kind of zone out for a minute and then I come back. Still get some useful information. You know that some of OSHA probably listens to this, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> got to find me. <laughs> uh, so today I've got, and, and I did this kind of with you in mind, and I know a lot of people benefit that benefit from this, but Matrix Hormones created a, I guess it's 20, 20 pages. It's a 20-page testosterone replacement therapy beginner's guide, including a Q&A for most of our popular topics of conversation. Awesome. So I want to just kind of go through the table of contents and, and walk through some of this and see if there's anything that piques your interest and questions that you may have. Um, it talks about why testosterone decreases as we get older. Uh, talks about what testosterone replacement therapy is. There's a results timeline, how long you know you might expect certain things to... Uh, to take to happen, lab work requirements, risks, is TRT right for me, uh, protocol examples, complementary product pricing. Oh, look, they've got their pricing on here. Mm. Um, how you get started, frequently asked questions, insurance, blood work, compounding, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a lot of good information. Let's see. So... Levels decrease as you get older, cause fatigue, low libido, that kind of stuff we basically already know. What is TRT? What can I, when can I expect to see the results? So this says many patients will begin to notice changes within four to six weeks. 
Some may happen earlier and later, depending on how each individual biologically responds. I'm going to sneeze at some point. <laughs> uh, three weeks is when you normally notice libido improvements, uh, morning erections, improved insulin sensitivity, reduced anxiety, improved sociability, reduced inflammation. I agree with that one spot. I mean, that those are the first things I noticed. The um, The anxiety reduction was something that was subtle, and I didn't realize it had happened until I stopped taking it like a year in. Yeah. Um, but that, that's a good timeline there. Decreased at four to six weeks, decreased total cholesterol, increase in full erections and sexual performance, better mood, decreased depression, three months, glycemic, uh, glycemic control improvement, improved red blood cell formation, decreased blood pressure, I don't know. I, I think a lot of guys actually experience an increase in blood pressure. So I'd be interested to see where they got that data. Yeah. Would that be because they're not giving blood regularly? That that increases? Yeah. I don't I don't think so. Uh I mean my blood pressure has increased and I donate blood, mm. so I don't I don't I don't know. Yeah. Uh, decreased depression symptoms, decrease in LDL cholesterol, lean body mass and muscle strength. So I've got a, one of the questions that we're going to go over today has to do with lifting weights. So I jotted down my, my opinion on the, for this question and then some starting and ending max reps that I had a few years back. And then I can kind of compare it to not having, I haven't lifted more than three times in since before Faye was born. So in almost 10 years. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll just kind of show you like exactly how much strength I've held on to doing absolutely yeah. nothing <laughs> in like a really embarrassing long time. Yeah. Um, rise in PSA, increase in bone density. PSA is that prostate specific antigen. Okay. Um, it's a marker for cancer actually. So mm. you don't necessarily want to see that go up. After the first year, energy, happier mood, glycemic continues to improve, lean body mass, better sleep, improved appearance. That's subjective. Yeah. I've seen some stuff recently about people, I don't know if they're taking other stuff, but supposedly they're only on TRT and their jawline gets more defined or something like their facial features change a little bit. Okay. I don't know. So do you think it's um, that they've just lost a little weight in their face or is their bone structure changing? Yeah, I don't. That's what makes me think it's not just TRT. Like because I've heard some stuff about people who take other PEDs yeah. that like it does cause uh, just like growth hormone or other more regulated stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I can't think of uh, Larry Wheeler. He talked about, you know, they showed a picture of him when he was a teenager and he's got this look. And then after he started the PEDs and his face, his jawline is just super defined and square face. Yeah, he looks super, not super old, but he just looks older. Yeah. Um, just like like a man. Mm-hmm. There's a boy and then a man. And then when he comes off of the PEDs after years, there's a difference. It, really? His face kind of changes again more. Baby face almost. Huh. 
Yeah, I don't know if all this is like internet doctored. I don't know. Huberman did an episode, and I can't remember what he said, but he did an episode about testosterone and aging. Yeah, uh, and talked about how how and why it does age you. Yeah, that was with uh, Doctor Peter Peter Atia. How do you remember? I that? I think so. I listened to. <laughs> I'm telling you, I listened to podcasts at work. But when did you listen to that? Uh, a couple months ago, maybe. And you just, oh yeah, his name is Doctor Andrew Atia. Oh, um, that uh, that Chris Hemsworth show. Yeah. On uh have you seen it on Disney Plus? No. Okay. Well Chris Hemsworth is going through some stuff and Peter Atia, Dr. Peter Atia comes on there and he's giving him adv- advice. He's a longevity expert. And what's so he going through? He did some tests and um supposedly he's he's like ten times more at risk than the normal person to get Alzheimer's. I think I saw a commercial for this. Yeah. Um, man, limitless. That's what it's called. Limitless yeah. with Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. And so he's, he's doing all kinds of different exercises to help him, uh, like his brain function and basically to live life without anxiety and fear and how to like deal with all that. And then like cold plunges and strength and all these different things. Yeah. Yeah. You ever done that? Cold plunge? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. awesome. Like in the backyard in a tub or cold shower or what? Uh, football. They used to have us do oh, it when we, yeah. ran, when we ran two-a-days. Yeah. They would have these big 30-gallon or 50-gallon trash cans full of ice and water. Nice. And that was awesome. And even now, I don't like doing it in the winter because yeah. that water gets really cold. But I'll, I'll jump in the shower yeah. and just take like a five-minute shower. Yeah. I do that sometimes. Cold. And I used to do it a lot more thinking – Thinking about right now, like actually doing a cold plunge, you know, you see on, on the internet, they go out in their backyard and they have to break the ice and then they get in. Yeah, that sounds like a nightmare crazy. to me. <laughs> but, but it is beneficial and it yeah, definitely sure. invigorates you and uh, you get better focus from it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, I have to mention this too, because one of the things I see people worry about is insurance and testosterone, uh, you know, when you're treating with a clinic. Matrix specifically and, and other clinics too, Matrix has a direct, like a cash pay price for labs. You can, my insurance covers mine, but you have to, and it's in the Matrix email. I feel like guys don't pay attention to it. You have to call and make sure your insurance company is going to cover it. Otherwise yeah. you could get hit with a crazy bill. But if your insurance doesn't cover it, then Matrix, you can do a cash pay and it's like $90, $90 or something. Yeah. So you don't get hit with that crazy price. Here are the risks, oily skin, night sweats, soreness at injection site, acne, and nipple sensitivity. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, so fun. I've had all those except for the nipple sensitivity. I had that as a teenager. Did you? Yeah, that sucked. I wonder if you're going to be prone to uh, gynecomastia. Possibly. That's not fun. No, but yeah, that nipple sensitivity just... uh, even just a shirt touching. Yeah? Yeah. Does it hurt? Does it tickle? No, it doesn't tickle. It's it's like a, a needle sensation, like oh, wow. pins and needles on your nipples. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. We'll have to uh, get updates on your nipple sensitivity going yep. forward. Yep. Can't wait. <laughs> We've got some prices here. Um, so testosterone be like two... 250 for 12 weeks or so. It's not too bad. A lot of guys get confused about their pricings because with Matrix, you only 
you only pay when you need something. Mm-hmm. Most of these clinics charge you a monthly fee. So you may pay $150, $200 a month, whether you need a consult or you need medication or not. Well, Matrix, they only see you once every three or four months when you actually need medication. So you pay more, but less frequently. Yeah. They've got all kinds of nutraceutical injectables, vitamin B12, stuff like that. Peptides. Have we talked about BPC-157? It sounds familiar, but I don't remember what the conversation would have been. So the BPC stands for body protecting compound, and it is it is like the best thing that modern medicine has ever invented that the FDA just doesn't want to get behind. Yeah. And they, they nicknamed it the Wolverine compound because you can take it and it just like regenerates whatever, wherever Wow. it just heals you up real quick. I think it's only, it only works on soft tissue stuff, not Uh like muscle or not bone issues, you know? Yeah. But it is incredible. Yeah. Highly recommend it for whatever ails you. Is that like a, what, is that a peptide or? Yep. Okay. It's a peptide. Yeah. It's crazy. All the, the stuff that they're coming up with, with uh-huh. these peptides, like just, and they're just now learning about a yeah. lot of it. Yeah. And nobody wants to condone it and, and they'll make them like all legal because, but they're crazy effective. Yeah. Another one on here is Melanotan too. I take that during the summer because I can't tan. I don't tan. I'll just burn yeah. and burn again and burn again. <laughs> And that's, they nicknamed me around my family, they nicknamed me Black Knuckle. Old Uncle Black Knuckle, <laughs> because it makes me dark. And it's the first time I've ever had a tan in my life. And really? It feels awesome, yeah. What is that called? Milana Tan 2. Yep, another injectable. Uh, and when I say I've never tanned before, I mean it. Like, I had never had a tan before two summers ago. Yeah. And the way that this family operates is 10, 12 hours on the beach, you know, every day for a week. And when we go swimming... We don't go for 30 minutes. We don't go at oh, night yeah. like I used to. Yeah. We go for like eight hours at the pool. The middle of the day. And I can't survive that without <laughs> Melanotan. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I try to get as much sun as I can in the summertime mm-hmm. so that it kind of lasts. I try to make it yeah. last throughout the winter. Yeah. <laughs> I have to stop taking it after the summer. And I, I still hold more than I normally would have, but I have to stop taking it because I'll just make everybody else feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I go over insurance information and compounding pharmacy stuff. Anyway, there's a lot of good information here. So um, like I said, I'll put a link up to this on uh, in the show notes if you want to review it. Yeah. Good stuff. Where do I inject HCG? How long will my vial of testosterone last? The HCG, is that typically, do they call for that to be injected in the stomach? Or is that anywhere? Sub-Q, but stomach is the most common sub-Q site. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, you can, anywhere that's, it's not fat necessarily, not, not specifically, but just not a deep muscle injection. Yeah. At this point, I'm just flipping through this and looking for my own benefit. <laughs> I haven't read through this entire thing yet. So, all right, let's move on. Uh, Facebook questions. Justin Taylor says, my insurance is no longer covering my prescription. How much is everyone paying out of pocket for four vials of one milliliter by 200 milligrams? 
of cypionate. So that is the teeny tiny vial. I'm holding my fingers up about an inch tall and probably about as big around as my pinky. Um, It's the one that insurance wants you to get because you have to buy more of them, right? Mm, This is one as opposed to mine are like 10 ml. So it's 10 times the size. Yeah. Um, Do you know what GoodRx is? Yeah, I think you showed it to me. Okay. You're the one that showed it to me. So I went to the GoodRx website. Kevin Epple's actually the one that showed me GoodRx for the first time. Yeah. And I can't tell enough people about it because there have been times where my insurance, so I I have like dry eye and every once in a while I'll have to go get a prescription for like an anti-inflammatory eye drop. Mm -hmm. And I use regular moisturizing eye drops every day. Yeah. Um, when I get that prescription, the bottle is one milliliter and Dang. yeah. And it's like $687. It's crazy. When I use good RX, it drops it down to like $12 and 80 cents. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So I, anytime anyone in my family gets a prescription, like Kayla goes to the doctor, I'm like, okay, what did they prescribe? She sends it to me. I'll look on good RX and then I'll say, okay, if the pharmacy tries to charge you more than $14 and 82 cents, Telling me you want to use GoodRx because sometimes it's cheaper to pay cash for it with GoodRx than it is to buy it. Yeah, with insurance. Yeah, that's crazy. So when I looked it up, um, I think I've got it pulled up here. So, yeah, so four four one milliliter vials is twenty seven eighty seven with GoodRx local here in Forney to me, um, but it's even cheaper if you got one. 10 ml, not cheaper, cheaper than that, but cheaper per ml. One, um, that's for four. One 10 milliliter vial is like 40, $44, 43.80. So yeah, it's a lot cheaper and yeah. they don't want you to, they don't want you to do it this way. But when, when Kevin Apple writes you a prescription for one 10 ml vial, and you take it to CVS and they say, oh, sorry, our your insurance will only let you get four one milliliters or policy says this. You got to fight them. You got to say, listen, okay. my doctor wrote the prescription for one 10 milliliter vial. Right. I want one 10 milliliter vial. And every time, whenever I was getting it locally like this, I would have to argue with them. Yeah. And they always give me my one 10 because it's so much cheaper. It's yeah. $40 for... 10 versus 25 for four. Yeah. It's crazy that they would argue a doctor's prescription. Yeah. 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 I think it's a money thing. Absolutely. Big, big pharma wants you to have to buy the one, the one, the one, the one. Absolutely. It's a racket. <laughs> Not to say that medicine isn't beneficial and all these things, but where there's, where there's money, there's, yeah, there's some corruption going on. So my answer is check good RX. Don't worry about your insurance. I mean, you can use your insurance, but if they dropped you, GoodRx is your answer. Yeah. This fella says, oh, this was an anonymous post. I don't have a name. Considering switching from 0.4 milliliters twice weekly to 1.1 milliliter daily, anyone controlling E2 and T levels better with daily microdosing? So this is the best answer I saw. I just pasted it in my notes. You can take... Others experience, but you've got to make a decision based on you and your lifestyle. Daily injections take a bit of commitment, especially if you don't like shots. That's me. Your best bet is to get labs on your current model. Then if you want to try a different schedule until your next labs and compare the two labs and how you felt and stick with whatever felt 
looks the best for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything I've seen seems to point to other people experiencing lower T levels overall with daily. So I agree with that. If you're taking less testosterone, you're going to kind of raise up halfway and just kind of stay there. You know, if you're taking a bigger, less frequent dose, you're going to go higher, but you're going to have more of a roller coaster effect. But what I, what I wanted to take away from this answer is just that everyone's so different yeah. and just do what works for your schedule. Do what makes you feel the best. Do what works best for you. Yeah. Would you say, how long would you say, like, take take the labs before and then wait maybe six weeks? Yeah, six four, weeks, six, again. eight weeks, somewhere yeah. in there, yeah. Dan Reynolds says, hi, all. Just wondering, New Year's I'm starting TRT. Does anyone advise a good exercise regimen for a fairly unfit guy who wants to get fit now Now that energy's coming back? He's 90 kilograms, five foot nine, no exercise since COVID started, three times a week gym and swim prior to 2019. Not looking to become a bodybuilder, just fit and toned. And any advice is welcome. Everyone was talking about like strong lifts or mad cows or starting strength, all of the five by five, three by five type workouts. And I love those things. Have you done them? The five by five, just like five sets, five reps. Heavy wep, heavy weight, lower rep stuff, just yeah. for strength, not yeah. for aesthetics. You know, just yeah. building strength. I can't say enough about them. We've, me and you, have talked about doing something. I don't remember. Did we land on that, or did I say, "Hey, I get hurt too easily now. Let's just do something different." Uh, I don't think we ever landed on a specific routine. Well, I get hurt too easily now, so <laughs> let's do something. But lifting heavy yeah. is gets harder the older you get and the stronger you get yeah i was very into wanting to lift heavy and wanting to get stronger at this point it's more to stay healthy yeah like to stay moving yep if i bench 225 for reps like that's good for me if i squat 315 for reps i'm not trying to put more than three plates on the squat rack anymore i don't want to carry you home yeah, no, uh, it's it's too much. Like for me, I just want to be able to stay moving, stay healthy. And like, really, I do want to look good. Like for aesthetics, lifting for aesthetics is kind of something that, that I do now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's not necessarily for strength. Um, eight, 90 kilograms, what is that? 190, 200 pounds? Yeah. 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 I like for me recently, did I tell you I'm training for a Spartan? No. Yeah. <laughs> so one of my goals for next year is uh, to do a Spartan. Okay. Uh, I'm doing the, the the shortest one. It's a 5K. Go over what that looks like. What do you do? Uh, like in training or what does the race look like? Uh, what does the race look like? So it's a 5K and there's 20 obstacles on this one. It's a, They have a bunch of different styles of race. This one, there's a sprint. And there's a stadium or stadium race. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are both 5Ks. Uh, we're doing the stadium. Um, it's at McLean Stadium, Baylor. Okay, uh, wow. Yeah, so it's it's pretty cool. Um, it's in April. Um, I think they use the stadium, the steps, to kind of go into, um, like integrate that into the 5K, yeah. like three miles. Um, and then there's 20 obstacles. So I've been going over the website. What do the obstacles look like? It's like uh, cargo net climbs, um, rope climbs, uh, jumping into freezing cold water and going under a wall, (laughs) 
jumping over a fire pit, crawling under barbed wire for like a hundred feet or so. Nice. Mud? No mud? Um, I don't think this one's gonna have mud. Uh McLean Stadium is turf. Okay. And it's it's in the stadium, but a normal sprint and every other style of Spartan race I think has mud. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about this one. This is gonna be my first one. I have so at three miles is it in a state? Is it just weaving you back and forth up and down the football field? I think so. It's pretty cool. And there might even, yeah, I don't know. I don't know for sure, but from the videos that I've seen, people are just going up and down the stairs, going through the uh, the stands and all that stuff. Um, so I'm excited about that. Sweet. Yeah, I, I ran two miles for the first time in like 10 years the other day. And so what's your training look like? Cause I feel like April's right around the corner. It is. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a little worried. No, but, um, I, I tried running two days. I hate running. I hate cardio, Yeah, but I tried running two days in a row because I was feeling so good. Nice. Um, and then my knees started hurting Yeah, after the second day. So I split it up. BPC one five seven. Yeah, there we go. That's, that's what piqued my interest. Um, so it's like maybe three times a week from what I read on all these different things. Like I told you, I'm getting kind of nervous about it, Yeah, but, um, running three days a week, uh, spreading it out. Uh, so I don't get shin splints, get the knee injuries, whatever, uh, doing that. And then a lot of body weight. Uh, one of the things like if you fail at an obstacle, uh, you have to do 30 burpees. Um, if you just don't even want to, try for an obstacle yeah 30 burpees okay um so i'm training a lot of burpees it's a lot of burpees yeah um so that's what that looks like for me that sounds like a nightmare to me and for me it's like a lot of steady that's kind of what what he's was saying like not very into in shape or whatever and so for me i'm not in very good cardio shape yeah um so it's steady slow and steady and just kind of building it up i think we all want to jump in head first and like push it to the limit the first mm-hmm. day. And every time I do that, I end up hurting something yeah. or like, I'm so exhausted. It takes a week to recover. Yep. And yep. so, yeah. Like when you go to the gym or you have a trainer, like that's kind of the, the cliche is if you work them too hard the very first time, you yeah. won't see them back, you know? Yep. Yep. Well, that's, so. that's really cool. It doesn't sound like something that would be fun to me. <laughs> I wish you all the best. Yeah. Are you taking people down there to watch? Yeah. So uh, Amy is going to do it with me, my wife. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know anymore because we started talking about the obstacles and she's like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> We're not going. <laughs> um, so she's doing that with me. Uh, uh, my brother and sister-in-law are doing it. And um, Which ones? Ashley and Doodle. Really? Yeah. Wow. Or, no, Doodle's not going to do it. He's got like bad ankles. Yeah. So as of right now, we're still trying to convince him. But as of right now, if he were going to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then uh, I don't know if you've ever met Fern. No. Doodle's best friend. Uh Okay. Yeah. And uh, Linda and Caleb. Or no, Linda is doing it. Caleb's not. Why not? He's got something for work or oh. something going on. He can't do it. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> What's the time? Like, how long does that take to complete? So, they, I guess they say for the elite athletes, it's like 
30 to 45 minutes, something yeah. like that. But whenever I first saw it's three miles and 20 obstacles, I was like, huh, an hour and a half for me. Yeah, yeah. It's probably, <laughs> but with all these people, it's going to be the team and the teams stick together. Oh, okay. Yeah, typically. So um, I guess whoever's your slowest person, that's going to be Yeah, so you having females and Turo and like people that are probably less fit than you with you as a benefit because you can just walk. Yeah, kind of take a little little bit of a breather. Is there any way for you to pick up their slack? If Amy can't climb a rope, can you do it for her? Twice? I don't know. I've thought, I've thought about that or like maybe help give them a hand, lift yeah. them up. I mean, cause it's a team thing. So then I would assume that we can help our teammates or yeah. like if they have to do 30 burpees, I'll jump in there and do 10 with them or whatever. You know, I don't know. I have to figure that out. But yeah, I'm, That's awesome. I'm, I'm sure she'll put it on Facebook. It'll be in yeah. her stories. Yeah. So when, with all the people mentioning um, the five by five programs, it shot me back to the last serious. And I think it was right before, um, right before I started TRT. It was in 2012 or 2013, but I've still got a note in my phone of like muscle measurements uh, and, nice. and starting weights and, after so i did a five by five program a 12 week program and i took my maxes before and i took my maxes after and this is why i can't say i can't say enough good things about um at least for a beginner your your strength gains are ridiculous Mm -hmm. so in that first 12 weeks my bench started at 225 after 12 weeks keep in mind i don't this obviously it's not it's not like you're just building strength and muscle in that time, right? A lot of it is your body teaching your nervous system how to recruit different muscle groups yeah. to perform these exercises. Yep. So my bench press was 225 one time to start. When I when I stopped after 12 weeks, it went it had gone up to 375. Dang. That's what's that? 489. That's 3 months. Yeah. My strict press overhead was 165. It shot up to 255. My squat went from 305 to 525, and my deadlift went from 365 to 555. That's crazy. In three months. Yeah. So I love them. Yeah. Love them. Yeah, that's a tested and proven yeah. method. And I don't remember I don't remember which one we did, if it was Mad Cow. Like, they're all pretty similar. They I don't just think have, I've ever heard of that. I can't even remember which one that is, but they all—they're similar. They have different variations. So some of them have like different and uh, accessory lifts that you do with them. Yeah, but it's—it's it's no not that much different than any of the other five by fives. Were you doing um, like the body split, the body part split, or were you doing full body a couple times a week? It was full body, but it was still a split. So it would be like it was three days a week, and Monday yeah. would be like um, bench squat and press and then yeah. wednesday would be squat uh, like squat deadlift and something so it was like kind of yeah. split yeah. yeah yeah um mind pump i don't know if you've heard that podcast yeah they're real big on the full body yeah three day two days a week three days a week just for consistency and they talk about that being the best method instead of the every day of the week, six days yeah. a week, uh, just for consistency reasons. And um, they have found that you get the most strength and uh, I guess like physical, um, physical gains. Yeah. 
I agree. I love them. When you, when you do those, um, hit the high intensity interval type trainings and yeah. stuff, you, the research there that talks about continuing to burn fat for like 24 hours after mm-hmm. you're done, you know, it just really sets your body into a good place yeah. and, and fitting into your schedule three days a week yeah. instead of five or six or seven. Yeah. It's awesome. And to speak to the TRT version of things, so my bench ended 375 was after the 12 weeks. I think I got it up because the gains slowed down considerably after that. I think I got it up to 400, 405 at one point. Yeah. Didn't touch a barbell for more than legitimately two or three times um, from then until last summer. Went out with the kids uh, in the backyard last summer and they're like, how much can you bench? I'm like, I don't know. I haven't done this in a decade. <laughs> and I, I pushed 300 pounds yeah. and you know, that's not the 400 that it once was, but I, I haven't done anything. Yeah. And that's other than lugging around my 300 pound body from day to day, you know, it's gotta be testosterone just maintaining some of that strength. Yeah. That's awesome. It makes me wonder if I would still get the noob gains though. If I started a, a five by five now, if I would get stuck again at 400 or if I would get, you know, from three to five fifteen, it would probably get stuck at 400 just the same. And then I'd tear a peck or something and be done forever. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of it is just your body's natural, like capability. Like even with the newbie gains, uh, a lot of people find that they get stuck and it takes a lot more effort. It becomes a lot harder. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the TRT Community Podcast. You can find us online at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash TRT Community. 